amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at bbmglobalnetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Discover the wisdom and deep meaning from the everyday experience of your life journey. Welcome to Earth Walkways with your host, Darlene Rollins. Earth Walkways will help you love your life as it is and discover the hidden meanings and messages in everything that unfolds. So please welcome the host of Earth Walkways, Darlene Rollins. Welcome to Earthwalk Ways. This is your host, Darlene Rollins, coming to you from boldbravetalk.com. And so here we are, mid-July. Uh, things are very intense in the world and in our lives, probably. Uh, lots and lots going on. Uh, things seem to be, you know, getting faster, more difficult, you know. So there's a lot of shaking and kind of we wonder, right? You know, we wonder where it's all going to lead. We wonder, you know, if we can find our way through all of this. And in some ways, I think the the deeper answer is found in, you know, what our purpose is in life. You know, what are we here for? And of course, this gets into a, a very nebulous domain, you know, where there's various philosophies and understandings. So, I had found one that, and I'd searched a long time in my life, you know, to find something that made sense to me, right, you know, and really felt like it could be useful. And so finding the pathwork is what, you know, really did that for me. And it's an amazing kind of journey, but it's a bit of a study and there's like 258 lectures and it's hard to kind of Sometimes if this was in like 1950s to 70s, so sometimes the language is a little dated and that kind of thing. And so I decided that I wanted to, you know, help with translating this material a little bit. And one of the ways I've done it is with composite lectures. So I'm still using the Pathwork Guide's words, but I'm bringing them together in slightly different ways. And I have one lecture I call Sacred Story, Soul Journey, which is really a, a compilation of various quotes on this question of who we are and why we're here. And, and when we can understand that sort of, then the capacity to be with and face whatever we're experiencing expands a great deal. So let me begin. We talk about the real self and the God within. So the guide says, the analogy often used in dreams 
as well as in other symbolic language, is that one sojourn in a human body is a journey. This analogy has often been made throughout spiritual history. It reveals a profound truth. The inner path is in constant movement through the stages of soul matter that have to be traversed. This journey is not just a metaphor. It is a constant flowing movement. And so is your own personal path. It is a movement. It carries you through your landscapes. If the task you have come to fulfill is left behind, then you get stuck and stay in the landscapes of those aspects of your consciousness, which you have not yet united and integrated with the real self. So this is a big mouthful here, and um, there's many, many things he's saying in this simple paragraph. But, you know, to, to begin just to understand that what he means by it's a, a traversing of our own soul substance. So there's many, many paths now that teach that, you know, our mind is creative, that we can manifest, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the pathwork has a different approach to manifestation, but... He basically is, or the guide, they, I think is more appropriate. I'm actually trying to shift that. Um, I, I was taught this in an era where the medium that channeled the guide referred to him as a he. And yet the guide actually said in several of the lectures that there are like multiple beings <laughs> that and are involved in, you know, creating these lectures and that, you know, there's a a way that I feel more comfortable if I can just remember to do it, to, to really say the guide they, <laughs> and that also helps with the gender issues. But anyway, um, I think it's, it's like, if you can see the guide as, as most spiritual beings sort of genderless in some way as well. So they will try to remember. Um, but there is a way in which they are speaking to this way that we are literally seeing ourselves in a mirror and in everything that is happening even though it's vast and complicated and is created by you know every aspect of our being kind of co-creating together that that it really is this inner reflection and so where we are creating disharmony and and difficulty like rather than look at the outside as the cause, we can begin this journey of self-responsibility of seeing how there are elements in us that are, you know, working to bring that and, and manifest that particular experience. So, you know, he's also basically saying that the purpose of all of this is that we come in in fragmented consciousness. So we have a central integrating I am consciousness, and then we actually bring in various aspects of consciousness in order to unite them. So we'll speak, let him speak to that, let them speak to that here in a moment. So deep inside, guide quote again, deep inside your nucleus is an infinite essence. This inward essence is eternal life, eternal reality, eternal beauty, limitless wisdom and love. And although your outer consciousness is connected with the essence, 
it ignores this fact and seems to be disconnected from it. You experience yourself as an isolated piece of consciousness, and that is what makes life appear so frightening and why your outer consciousness is blindly groping its way back to its connection with the total self. Your outer consciousness will eventually gain awareness of this connection because the connection was never really broken, only seen broken from the vantage point of the limited outer consciousness. So we, we expand into, you know, the universe in a way, uh, going so far afield that we, we lose touch with the connection to the core, to the center. And this is a journey in consciousness, you know, but it, it creates this experience incarnationally of, you know, being separate, isolated beings and having to, you know, the survival of the fittest. Let's, you know, like everybody has to get their own dog eat dog. Let's struggle, you know, and and work for life. And this is a very powerful image that we hold that I think a lot of what is trying to happen now is to challenge it and, and you know, see if we can let that go. So the task of every fragmented, apparently disconnected aspect of consciousness is to realize its true identity and connection with the real self. This happens through an often laborious groping search, through attempts of the mind to expand its own narrow limitations. The mind holds the potential for expansion even in its disconnected state. It contains every aspect of divine reality. Using this potential depends only on which way the mind turns, which way the will directs it, which thought the mind chooses in any given instant. The fragmented aspects of consciousness of divine light, which seem to have lost their connection, float around in space. These aspects become personalities. Such personalities develop problems because of their apparent disconnection. The word problem is in accord with today's vocabulary. In other periods of history, different words were used, like sinfulness, for example. A total entity, a complete entity, is one that is completely aware of its divine nature. That is in total possession of divine wisdom and energy. You are all total entities, but your manifest consciousness with which you identify is an aspect that your total entity seeks to reunite with. This can happen only when the fragmented aspect of your manifest consciousness makes itself compatible with the nature of the total consciousness. So here's the journey, right? Like that there's a, a, a way that maybe we are God, you know, maybe there's divine light in us, but if we're not vibrating at that level, then we're not compatible. We don't live in that house, right? So a part of the journey, and probably those of you that follow Abraham Hicks, you know, it's all vibrational, right? You know, and so like we have to 
you know, connect with the higher levels of vibration that are held in the higher self. And, and yet you can't really jump over the lower self material, your lower self, the, the physical body, the unconscious, all of that in your vessel and your vehicle is, is part of the ground out of which, you know, you, you bring forth the higher self. So, and, and there's a way that we're integrating that, higher self and the lower self together in this process and the only way to do that is in a way to remember and and there are experiential processes that also help us get in touch with this right to remember this higher nature whether it's meditation right when you go into your own stillness and make contact with you know these uh, deeper aspects of your consciousness um you know, developing compassion, you know, wisdom in, in lots of different ways in the world. Um, so, you know, that is a, is a way of kind of activating, awakening the higher self. But the higher self, it's not about just, you know, jumping up to that level and staying there. Really, it's it's like we need to use that higher self to go and reintegrate with the lower self and be the container for these personality aspects that you know are lost in a way because the journey is not to separate from anything it's is to integrate everything so continuing with the lecture my beloved friends you all float in a safe cloud of divine consciousness and you are nurtured by divine love whether or not you know it feel it or experience it your total consciousness knows it your fragmented consciousness does not as you connect with your inner being, you will know this to be true. So, so this is interesting because, you know, there, there may be a place even now that you can know that you know, right? There is a, a part of you that is forever an ongoing presence and awareness to everything that you experience. And it's different from the personality that might be reacting to this and that. You know, it's like it's in a, in a state of observing, of witnessing, and, and really of essential innate compassion. And so we don't often recognize that this is within us, and it does take stilling some of the active thinking processes and that sort of thing to get in touch with it. But this is really, you know, the thing that we are cultivating. So we're coming to a break here in a few minutes, or in a few seconds, and so... This is Darlene Rollins, your host of Earthwalk Ways, coming to you from BoldBraveTalk.com. If you seek a courageous advocate, prepare to champion your rights with consumer service agencies that support aging populations, Carol Ann Hamilton is the one for you. Carol Ann is an elder care coach, author, and speaker with a quarter million hours lived experience successfully supporting unculpable aging parents. As a result of a challenging journey, Carol Ann revolutionizes how stressed-out caregivers restore serenity to their worlds. She also brings over 25 years of change management expertise in Fortune 500 settings to catalyze urgent transformation within the elder care industry. Carol Ann is a popular speaker at conferences across North America. She has appeared via TV, radio, and print globally. Now you can tune in weekly to get a dose of her inspiration plus down-to-earth advice to cope with even the most difficult aging parents. Listen Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Bold Brave Media and tune in. 
Have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve? Do you even know the kind of attention you want or need? You are not alone. Alice Aspen March is here to help. Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio app. Welcome back. This is Darlene Rollins, your host of Earthwalk Ways, coming to you from BoldBraveTalk.com. And we're talking about this sacred story soul journey that is this understanding of you know what why we're here and what here is about and you know where the understanding can help us navigate all of the shaking and the changes that are here now and are coming so we were talking a little bit about this way that we have a a consciousness that we're not connected with that is basically uh, part of our totality and is an aspect which our, our real self, our higher self, you know, wants to integrate, you know, with our personality self. So the guide continues, my beloved friends, you all float in a safe cloud of divine consciousness and you are nurtured by divine love whether or not you know it, feel it, or experience it. Your total consciousness knows it. Your fragmented consciousness does not. So as you connect with your inner being, you will know this to be true. And so when we ended the last section, we were talking about that we can connect to this inner being. It's sort of uh, the still small voice inside, maybe, you know, that we have to, we're so unconsciously identified with our personality and all of our uh, sort of stories about things that we we don't often become aware unless we're doing some kind of meditation program, maybe a, a yoga program, something like that, pathwork, these things that help us to recognize this presence that's always with us. Life, in its broader sense, is greatly concerned with the process of spreading divine consciousness and reuniting apparently disconnected aspects. So life, have you ever thought of life as a, uh, uh, having a concern, right? That, that life in a sense has a direction and, and each of us is a part of that and, and, we are all working really as an emissary of this life force energy that, uh, again, in our current places, we're unconscious of it. And so we're being guided in ways that we don't fully recognize and understand. And everything that's surfacing is, you know, part of what's needed. But 
where our discernment is not so clear always, you know, with this, because we still don't have this larger connection. So hopefully the guide can help us with that. So he says, you know, this process of spreading divine consciousness and reuniting apparently disconnected aspects um, is often called by different names. Uh, there's the divine plan, the evolutionary plan, or the plan of salvation. It is an ongoing process, a ceaseless movement, a flowing energy that seeks to spread out and at the same time to reunify itself. So you can imagine, you know, this expansion and spreading out and how you might get thin, right? You know, and then there's there's this desire, though, to stay in the connected spaces. So in this spreading out, the connection is sometimes apparently lost. So the movement is one of spreading out and moving back to its source for reunification, forever advancing in this back and forth flow. Creation is the attempt of divine reality to fill the void with life and being. Fragmented consciousness is a result of the total consciousness spreading and filling every nook and cranny of space. So, you know, if you, if you understand sort of our sense of disconnection, you know, it can, it's, a, it's a sin in the sense that, you know, it's, it's an error, right? You know, it's like it's not ultimate reality. Um, but it's, it's really the result of the power of life within us and our willingness, right, to be the adventurers that go out to the very edges, right, and get lost and then find our way back. Wow, that is such a cool understanding of what's happening, right? You know, like like we literally have to kind of forge, and, and many of us in our generations going through all of this, right, you know, we came in to bring forth this understanding and this new, you know, level of development on earth and, and, and bringing in with us, you know, and going through our own lostness, finding the reconnection, you know, that in itself, you know, affects the, the collective. And then each of us also, as we experience that, become like magnetizers and radiators of, of this truth. And so we're all a part in a way, and everyone has a mission. Everyone has a part to play in this plan. So continuing with the guide. We are a conglomeration of consciousnesses with a spiritual mission to integrate them. Consciousness permeates the entire universe and creation. It permeates everything that exists. Every particle of matter contains consciousness. And we're, we're just kind of beginning to like recognize, oh, plants are conscious too, right? You know? So maybe when we get down to you know rocks and atoms or something, we'll, we'll have this further understanding. But most spiritual traditions, you know, speak to this. Now, aspects of consciousness are floating around in the universe that are, like, not embodied or not in, in the same kind of three-dimensional level here. And, and, and yet, you know, every trait familiar to human understanding, every attitude known in creation, every aspect of personality is just one of many manifestations of consciousness. 
every manifestation that is not yet integrated into the whole needs to be unified and synthesized and harmonized. Disharmonious and destructive aspects of consciousness are always in a state of separation. So, right, you know, it's like this is a little bit of a shamanic understanding too or, or spiritual understanding, uh, spiritist understanding, right, that thought forms and emotions and aspects of consciousness, uh, other, other people, other beings that have, you know, uh, incarnated at one time maybe but, you know, are still in this earth plane they, they're really not integrated and they're not a part of the whole and they're not really embodied and so they're floating around. And in some ways, I think I just want to highlight this just because if we can understand where our thoughts and feelings come from, sometimes we identify with them too much. I mean, there is something within us that magnetizes and attracts them that we need to work with. But a lot of what we're feeling is we're actually magnetizing and bringing in these other energies into our field. And if we don't know how to clear them, we end up with things like fibromyalgia and, and other, you know, depression, other kinds of difficulties because these things kind of stay lodged in us. And so, you know, body work and also, you know, movement, exercise, breath, uh, you know, and, and prayer and meditation are all, you know, forms that you can work with in like recognizing, oh, there's, you know, there's things inside of me that are kind of stuck and lodged in there and, and I can clean that, I can let that go. Um, there are various ways of doing that um, that we can maybe get into in some other sessions. So continuing with the the lectures um, says positive traits and constructive aspects of consciousness are always harmonious parts of the whole, enriching and expanding the entire unified consciousness. According to its nature, each aspect of consciousness has its own characteristics, its own vibratory movement and frequency rate, and its own emanations of color, scent, and tone. The human being is a conglomeration of various aspects of consciousness. Some are already in clarity and truth. Other aspects of consciousness are negative and destructive and thus separate, like appendages. It is the task of each human being in each incarnation to synthesize, unify, and assimilate these various aspects of consciousness. So, does that make sense? Like there's a way that most of us sometimes kind of think we're just one, one self. But if we, we examine very often, you know, we notice that oh, we, we, we react and speak and are very different in all kinds of different situations. You know, when we're triggered, when we're speaking to different people, different parts of us show up, right? There's this, you know, we're really multi-aspected consciousness within each of us. And, of course, there is the unifying higher self-consciousness that uh, is a part of these already integrated aspects of consciousness. And, and then the task is to use that to help integrate these remaining appendages. And the ones that sort of 
knock us unconscious, take over without our awareness, you know, lead us into regret or difficulty, right? You know, those are the ones we're talking about. Um, so continuing with the lecture, it is the task of each human being in each incarnation. I read this, but we'll repeat it. It's important. It is the task of each human being in each incarnation to synthesize, unify, and assimilate these various aspects of consciousness. So choosing the sacred wound soul dent before incarnation. So here the guides bring us into this, you know, understanding of what, you know, how, how this all happens a little bit, some of the behind the scenes things. So when the self takes on a task before it goes into an embodiment, it chooses to take certain aspects of consciousness along with it. On the path, you are helped to fulfill this task, which your real self understood, 30 seconds. which is to bring unification between the disconnected aspects of your consciousness and also to refine, educate, and purify these divergent aspects. So we're coming to a break. We'll be back in a few. This is your host, Darlene Rollins, coming to you from boldbravetalk.com. This is Earth Walkways. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current and concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins, reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse. Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio.
Welcome back. This is your host, Darlene Rollins. Uh, this is BoldBraveTalk.com, and this is Earth Walkways. So we've been talking today about a composite uh, lecture that I put together of the Pathwork Guide's understanding of, you know, what this whole life journey is about. And so we're moving into a discussion of, you know, what happens like behind the scenes before we actually incarnate here. And while this path, you know, is a pretty eclectic path, it, it does sort of make sense to me in some way that, you know, we, we can't get all of this deep learning done in one lifetime, right? You know, it's like, it never did make sense to me. Uh, and so even there are, you know, versions of Christianity that also accept that, you know, there are uh, multiple lives that we experience here on the earth plane. And the pathwork is one such Christian path that uh, speaks to that. So the assumption here is, is that every soul has incarnated many, many times. And each time we're in an, you know, it's a school. We're, we're planning our course of study. And so the guide says, when the real self takes on a task before it goes into an embodiment, it chooses to take certain aspects of consciousness along with it, if I may put it this way. On the path, you are helped to fulfill this task, which your real self understood, which is to bring unification between these disconnected aspects of your consciousness and also to refine, re-educate, and purify these divergent aspects. So that's a mouthful, but basically saying, you know, that the the essential self, right, our, our divine essence, uh, chooses to incarnate and bring in aspects of consciousness that are in need of this unification. So in certain places, he speaks of those aspects maybe from, you know, like residue from past lives that we didn't, you know, where we got lost and you know, need, need, got more disconnected, right? So now we need to try to reconnect. Um, other times he talks about, you know, the soul just, like, you know, has this intention to serve God. And so every speck of darkness in the vast universe, even though the universe is so vast and so light-filled, it's even hard to notice those. But because those specks of darkness, you know, also seek the light, you know, we we bring them in with us as an act of charity, as an act of service. And so when the real self, uh, you know, takes on these aspects, the ego, which is our active determining outer consciousness, then in each lifetime can choose to seek an understanding of those connections or to evade it. And your ego consciousness is the borderline between the inner light and the outer void. As I said, when the human mind becomes entangled in the partial reality of three-dimensional consciousness, it can easily forget the task. Only through a struggle can it be reawakened to the greater consciousness. I must also add here that human beings receive a great deal of spiritual guidance in this. So we have a team, you know, and we have this mission, right? And and we can get lost down here really easily because being separated, you know, like it, it's hard to stay, you know, <laughs> focused and, and understand what it's about, right? So so we do have these 
intuitions, you know, that come to us from our spirit guides. Sometimes we have events that happen to us that kind of shake us and wake us up to these kinds of things, right? But but there is always support as we go through and, and efforts to help us make that connection again. So when the disconnected mind forgets the greater truth of being, the conscious ego self temporarily identifies with the aspect needing re-education and purification. It then loses a sense of its real identity. This extremely painful state comes about only when pride, self-will, and fear are allowed to rule the consciousness. So in the, in the path where pride, self-will, and fear are sort of the triumvirate of the lower self, right? And that they're really not the, the totality of the lower self, but at the level of the personal lower self, you know, there's, there's a way in which we, we naturally kind of use them as defenses. And when we're disconnected, we think we need them in some way. So they hypnotize us and we respond from them and the creation then reflects that, right? The experiences that we have. So the moment you have exposed, owned, and realistically evaluated these negative aspects you had exclusively identified with and therefore struggled against seeing, this shameful isolation ceases and the aspects are seen exactly for what they are, simply aspects of the total self. It is our trauma that often sets up this isolation, but this too is seen as magnetized into experience by the laws of consciousness. And thus self-responsibility requires self-awareness, which requires self-acceptance, right? You know, and those are the, the three kind of understandings that we try to cultivate in this path. So all knowledge is in you. After all plans for your life on the material plane are thoroughly discussed and assimilated, and this is prior to incarnation, right? You lose consciousness. You undergo a process of anesthetization, which takes a lifetime to awaken from, and all of it is necessary. Boy, see if you can really take that in. Right? You know, like, like we, we, we make these plans and then we intentionally are sort of anesthetized and lose our connection. And, and it is the purpose of the, of the lifetime, really. And it takes often a lifetime to recognize, you know, the pain bodies and to reintegrate them to awaken the higher self. And so all of it is part of a, a kind of a plan in the way that if we, you know, the pain bodies that you know, help us want to, you know, fix it, get rid of them, you know, whatever. And, and so they kind of lead us on the search because they're what keep us from happiness. And yet the more that we seek to get rid of them, you know, the, the less it works. And so part of the, the deal is in order to get to the next level, we have to recognize, oh, it's, it's about consciously holding these places. It's about reintegrating them. They are you know, aspects that I chose to bring in and work with. And they are simply not connected. They don't know their connection to the divine. And you are identified with them. And so in that way, you don't know your connection with the divine. But there is a part of you that knows your connection with the divine. And if you can awaken that part, it can hold 
the rest and succeed in that process of reintegration. The groping process, the process of trial and error, searching, often being confused and not knowing, dealing with the not knowing in a constructive way, finding the often precious or precarious balance between patience and humility for the grace of knowledge to communicate itself on the one hand and serious commitment, endeavor, focused will and healthy aggression on the other. So, you know, we, we have to find an internal kind of way of working with this in ourselves that is this balance because, you know, the impatience when we still get lost, when we lose consciousness, you know, and, and, and the humility needed so that we don't uh, identify with the superimposed conscience and cause even more damage is, is a problem, right? And it's important that we sort of recognize that we are you know, divine beings and we're also completely lost and messed up. And, and, and so, and that it takes a lifetime, as the guide said, oftentimes to reintegrate these places. And, you know, so we're not, we're not trying to fix it or get rid of it or get out of it. We're really accepting and surrendering to this undergoing called life. And for the grace of knowledge, then, to communicate itself on the one hand, uh, you know, when, we, when we're in that patience and humility, that's when we can receive that. And our active part needs this real, you know, commitment and recognize uh, that there is a, a way that we can easily just kind of get lost and drift, right? And what we want is to find this truth that brings the peace that passes understanding this way of being in this life you know with less struggle and less suffering uh, I mean there's always going to be you know The opiate epidemic has reached crisis levels, and with so many families affected by addiction, opiate-related drug overdoses, and death, the time is now to have a real constructive conversation about addiction that could lead to better prevention, treatment, and recovery. Alan Charles, author and keynote speaker on drug abuse and prevention, presents The Alan Charles Show. Alan brings a message of hope, sharing his unbelievable story of surviving a 24-year addiction to cocaine and highlights from his memoir, Walking Out the Other Side, an addict's journey from loneliness to life. His raw honesty and courageous heart breaks the stigma of addiction and offers a unique perspective into the mind of an addict. Join Alan each week as he brings his listeners to a true understanding of the grip of addiction. It is only with this understanding that we can begin to heal. The Alan Charles Show, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network.
According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately 3.5 to 4 million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale. An international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folk Style Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the B. BBM Global Network.
Welcome back. This is Darlene Rollins, host of Earthwalk Ways, coming to you from BullBraveTalk.com. So we had a little tech glitch there, but we're back and uh, let's continue a little more with our understanding of, you know, this knowledge of our plan for life and the material plane and, you know, how our process of trial and error and searching, you know, is, is a necessary part of developing ourselves in consciousness, right? The whole purpose is that we, with our free will, choose and choose the light and the, you know, way of finding this reconnection and revibration at the level of divine consciousness. So continuing with the guide's words, even in the darkest, most ignorant part is the essence of knowledge and light. When the knowledge and light are brought forth from within your own limitations, purification is thorough and reliable and real. Then each particle, each aspect of consciousness has brought forth its own minuscule godness, so to speak. It is your struggle for your essential and surely diminishes the anesthesia and awakens you to who you really are. So this is a very powerful and beautiful thing, right? You know, every aspect of consciousness brings forth its own minuscule godness. And, and it has to be, uh, it, it, it can't be done in rejecting it, right? It can only be done in the unification process and holding it in the space of connectedness. So when an entity undertakes to incarnate into another life on earth, it brings to it the tasks it has to fulfill. The plan is outlined. And in many cases, the spirit itself has the right to discuss its future life with those spirit beings whose responsibility this is. Thus, the incarnating entity can contribute to a certain extent according to its already acquired vision and capacity to judge as to how its destiny will unfold. For in the spirit state, the entity has a wider view than in the body and understands that the purpose of life is not to have it as comfortable as possible, but to develop toward a higher state, to reach perfect bliss as rapidly as possible, a state that does not exist on earth. The spirit knows that only through spiritual effort can its spiritual knowledge penetrate its intellect, but as a spirit it also knows that it can easily, cannot easily achieve this and that once incarnated, difficulties, tests, and even so-called disasters are often necessary to lead one to the right path and the right attitude. So see if you can really receive this, because basically what he's saying is that all of our difficulties, all of our aggravations, all of our crises and our, you know, things that are, you know, challenging to us, um, all of the losses in life, really are, you know, not something that is, is the source of our unhappiness. The source of our unhappiness is our inability to accept and utilize those experiences in a way that helps us deepen, become more sensitized rather than less sensitized, you know, more open in compassion and to uh, bringing our full presence here, incarnating it on the earth. So there's a way in which 
we have to embrace, you know, not only the good stuff in life, but what we temporarily experience as uncomfortable, as difficult, as, you know, often even serious crisis, right? But it's often that, as he says, that is a necessary uh, experience that shakes things up, opens us in some way, makes us reconsider, so we can lead to one to the right path and the right attitude. So, memory fades. The moment that matter envelops the spirit, and that is essential for spiritual awareness, has to be fought for. And this can happen only when one takes the trouble to search within the self, not only outside and in general terms, for God and the truth of creation. Only within one's own soul can one recognize the very special meaning and purpose of one's life, together with the individual tasks that one has to fulfill. So this is the end of part one of this uh, series, and we'll continue. There's, uh, you know, some depth and filling in of background, but I hope you enjoyed this. It's uh, a foundation of the understanding, uh, what I call, you know, the the life-giving story, right? You know, our ego has a story about life usually that's, you know, more challenging or difficult or negative in some way. We don't understand that all of the things that are befalling us isn't our fault, you know, in some sense of blame, right? You know, or that it isn't somebody else's fault and so we have to blame them. That all of it is really a divine plan. So we're working to really integrate and receive and be present to everything that the special journey of life brings us. So how different your attitude to yourself must be when you realize it is the task of human beings to carry negative aspects for the purpose of integrating and synthesizing them. So this is it. Welcome, or we'll see you again in two weeks. And this is your host, Darlene Rollins, coming to you from boldbravetalk.com. This is Earth Walkways. This has been Earth Walkways with your host, Darlene Rollins. Listen each week and connect to the natural world in a shamanic and mystical way. Here on Darlene Rollins, Earth Walk Ways. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.